0: A'udhu billahi minash-shaytanir-rajeem bismillahir-rahmanir-rahim alhamdulillahir-rabbil-alamin was-salatu was-salamu ala rasulih sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa azwajihi wa dhurriyatihi wa ahli baitihi wa man tabi'ahum bi ihsanin ilayyawmid-din wa ba inshallah before we before we start the the ders uh, First, I wanted to acknowledge, mashallah, Imam Naim Muhammad from the Masjidul Mu'min in Pittsburgh, in the inner city in Pittsburgh. He recently went to Gambia and he gifted us this. This, this, this subha Allah Ta'ala accepted from him, mashallah, and uh, uh, make it a means of barakah and, and accepted from him as his portion of participation in this ribat project. Um, the second thing I wanted to mention was that uh, uh, one of the young men who read the Hidaito nahu from me in Dar al-Qasim by Rashid Dar uh, uh, he was, he, he was uh, mentioning that this is a day uh, in the history of the ummah that is not free from event this is the day in which the Turkish parliament voted to abolish the caliphate uh, 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 so many years ago and uh, uh, he said that he wished that this was something that was mentioned in deed, uh that it was something that people at least knew about you know and so I mention it right now uh, both as a sad occasion uh, because the Sunnah is to uphold the shara of Allah Ta'ala inwardly and outwardly and so it's outward manifestation on the Ummah wide level was indeed a a a discharging of a fard kifaya Allah Ta'ala had placed on the Ummah and the Ottoman house, may Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala have mercy on them and reward them for uh, their services to Islam Uh, uh, even though they weren't perfect, nobody is but by and large they upheld the honor of the deen and uh, it was from the time of their father their forefather uh, Usman Ghazi and his forefathers before him uh, it was this idea that they were going to wield political power uh, and military power in order to reshape the world into uh, uh, into a place that was uh, uh, molded in the image of what Allah Ta'ala's desire was for this world. That they, weren't, uh, 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 they weren't Machiavellian politicians. Rather, they actually believed in the deen and they, uh, uh, they tried their best in order to support the uh, the, the, the vision and the project of Islam and to take it to places that didn't go before and to be the the the, the help of every mazlom person of every oppressed person and that's why for the beginning first half of its history majority of its population were not even Muslims and uh, the non-Muslim population oftentimes benefited greatly, politically, financially uh, uh, and, uh, and socially from the Ottoman Empire. There are a number of Christian minorities that were persecuted in Europe and they found, they, they found uh, protection in the Ottoman house. They have so many, so many honours that Allah Ta'a gave to them. Uh, including which what? The Count Dracula. People don't know this. Like even like, simp- like simple things people don't know about. The, you can know, you tell people. The Count Dracula, his brother actually converted to Islam. Vlad the Impaler, uh, his brother was actually a Muslim, and uh, the Sultan Murad tried to go after him, and he was like a really sick guy. And he completely uh, outflanked and outmaneuvered the, 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 the Sultan's army. And then his brother's like, I know him, I'll take care of him. And Van Helsing, the, 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 the vampire killer, it was his Muslim brother uh, who was. Uh, and you look, at, you look at all sorts of things, honorable things that the Ottoman House did in the service of Islam, uh, it includes what? It includes that the accepting the refugees from Andalus that were kicked out by the Reconquista and facing uh, 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 certain torture and death uh, under under the uh, uh, the Spanish Inquisition that the Ottoman Sultan set up print shops for them so that not only could they come as refugees but they also have a, a means of livelihood. Uh, there are so many things, there are so many things uh, that are, 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 are honorable things that they did. Why? Because they believed in the Deen. They say that the Sultan uh, Al qanuni Sultan Suleiman Al qanuni who was given the laqab not by uh, his own people but by his enemies as Suleiman the Magnificent, that he was so uh, paband and so uh, st- strict in, in, in following the Sharia that uh, his wasia was that when he when he died and he was this is considered the apex of Ottoman power uh, uh, worldwide and in Europe in specific that when he he gave wasia that when he died that he should be cop- he should be buried with a copy of the Shaykh al-Islam, Abu Sa'ud al fatwas. So that if he goes in front of Allah and Allah asks him, why did you do this zulm and why did you do that zulm? He can prove, he said that every hukum that I sent forth, uh, every single one of them were, uh, were in conformance with what the ulama said. If they told me something wrong, then ask them. Otherwise, your hukum is that we should listen to the ulama. And every, uh, 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 every hukum I gave was in accordance with what the ulama said. Uh, and and that's just one example of a long history that they had of respecting the ulama from the time of Sultan Osman Ghazi and his Sheikh Aksham uh, uh all the way to all uh, the way to the last functional Sultan Sultan Abdul Hamid II, who is a great ashik uh, uh, of the Rasul sallallahu and a, a great lover of the ulama and a person who himself had a Sheikh and took tarbiyah and Islah from his uh, from his Sheikh. Uh, and uh, uh, you know, again, they weren't perfect. Nobody's perfect after the, the, the Rasul Alaihi but they did a lot of khair. That imagine a person could travel. There was a time that a person could travel from Algeria to, uh, 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 you know, through the Arab world all the way to Iraq, through Turkey and through basically the eastern third of Europe, and not have to cross a border, not have to be taxed with their goods, not have to do any of those things. There was, you know, Palestine was, was was free. Syria was free of its mashakal its troubles Iraq was free of its mashakil and its troubles that was, there was, that was khair, there was good in it There was khair in it And uh, Allah Ta'ala has not forsaken or turned his back on the ummah But there is good and khair to be had yet, inshallah And there are people, we pray that Allah Ta'ala will see yet Ta'ala that he'll honor with uh, uh, the ability to uh, put up a society uh, like that That will see those types of good that even those people didn't see in the past uh, but if you want to build that society, it's not going to be, uh, it's not going to be by getting people elected to uh, uh, the Congress. It's not going to be by making money. It's not. The khilafa outwardly has fallen, but inwardly it never falls. What's inside of the heart that Allah gives a mandate? You know, everything we, t- everything, everything in life is like a story, right? So we tell each other a story that Donald Trump is president. What if tomorrow everybody woke up and said, you know what? He's not my president. He gives a hukum. Nobody, his secretaries don't listen to him. His military doesn't listen to him. His staff doesn't listen to him. His son-in-law doesn't listen to him. Uh, None of these people, you know, listen. Then, khalas, you're just president in your own mind, right? Uh, And so then we talk about mandate. Where is the mandate from? The mandate of his presidency is from the fact that he won the election. I'll beat on a technicality, but he did win the election. That's why he can show his face in front of the qawm and say, I'm the president, and people will listen to me, and people don't like him. Well, whose mandate is... Is, uh, uh, is 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 supreme uh, uh, in existence. Allah Taala's mandate is supreme in existence, and the Khilafat from Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala is something that is not. It's a sun that never sets. And uh, uh, indeed, even in the Ottoman times, the sun was the emblem of the Khilafah. The rising sun was the emblem of the Khilafah. People don't know this, but the the the, the there was an actual zikr ceremony, like we said for Rabat after. After Dars, we sit and make zikr uh, after Dars, and mashallah, like half the, half the crew pieces out, which is fine. But, like, you know, so that's a very simple like, zikr gathering. There used to actually be a a set like, zikr ceremony for the the install, installation of a new khilafah. The sheikh of the Tariqah of the Molois would come from Konya Sharif to Istanbul, and they have uh, their khanqa over there. And the mashayikh would assemble, the ulama would assemble, the mashayikh of tariqa would assemble, the dignitaries and high uh, functionaries of government would assemble. And I'm told it was like a four-hour, it was like the weird, it took like four hours to, to read. And in, in, the, in the process of it, the sheikh would, would install the, the khil, khalifa with two objects of the, the caliphate. One is the sword of their forefather, Usman uh, Ghazi, who's buried in Bursa, and the other is the, the burda of the Rasul himself. Istanbul has two, not just one, has two of them. One is in the Khirqa Sharif uh, masjid, uh, 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 and the other is in the Fatih district, and the other is in uh, the Topkapi Palace. Um, both of them are shown at some point or another during the year, but the idea is that that's how they were. They were Ahlullah people. They understood even in this, in, this, uh, uh, in this ceremony That the mandate doesn't come from an election by the people It doesn't come from a constitution It doesn't come from, from any of those things It comes from who? From Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And it was th- with the name of Allah ta'ala That it would begin uh, uh, And with the name of Allah it would continue And so that khanqa of the Moluis Is a very special place uh, um, It's a very special place in Istanbul And one of the special parts of it Is that the, 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 the headpiece on the dome it's not, uh, it's not, it's not a, the crescent star, or the crescent, sorry, the crescent moon. Rather, it's actually the shams. It's like a, a, a circle with like rays of light emanating from it. Why? Because they considered the, the khilafah of Allah Ta'ala in the earth and the khilafah of his Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to be a light to all people. And uh, that was their, you know, that was their contribution and they're gone. And, uh, but the mandate is undimmed. The problem is that we don't have, a, it's not that we don't have a caliphate, although outwardly, uh, yes, there, in a political, like political science sense, there's no no person who rules with sovereignty by the law of Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam, ostensibly, so it seems. But uh, uh, at least over the entire ummah, at least over the entire ummah, there may be local places that do, but over the entire ummah there aren't, and even the local places seem not to be doing such a great job. Although nobody's perfect, and we should also accept that as well. But the mandate is 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 irrevocable. So the problem is what. The problem, is not that, the problem is not that the caliphate's been gone for a hundred years. It's that Allah Ta'ala gave it to us and we're not doing anything with it. We're not doing anything with it. Everybody's trying to buy a Tesla. Everybody's trying to uh, go on vacation. Everybody's trying to do X, Y, and Z. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, they're all, uh, mashallah, using strange filters on their Instagram accounts. Uh, meanwhile, the khilafat of Allah Ta'ala is in your hands and you're not doing anything with it. And yes, I get the fact that you and me sitting in, whatever, on Westmore Myers Boulevard in Lombard, Illinois, there's a lot of stuff we're not going to do. But this is also part of the Khilafah. This is the more important part of it. If we lose the government, it's okay, because Even the Prophet lost battles. Even the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi imagine his, his camel, Qaswa, uh, 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 was the fastest camel of the Arabs. And so what would happen is the Bedouins would come with their camels from the desert. Psst. Their Bedouins would come with their camels from the desert. And they knew the Prophet's camel was the fastest, so everyone would try to race with it. So one day one of the one of the Bedouins, they, the the Sahaba would get psyched. They would get stoked when the Prophet's camel would win every time. And so like one time his camel lost and they came crestfallen into the uh uh, uh you know back to back to Medina, and he's like, Why are you so depressed? And they said, "Oh, the your camel lost a race," you know. And the Prophet laughed. He said, "He said, he said, this is the way of the dunya. Everything, things go up and they come down again. Imagine if the Nabi saw uh, uh, you know. At least the, the outward dunyawi things are subject to it. Then nobody else is going to be immune. Uh, but what is the thing that never falls? The Sunnah, of the Prophet saw Iman, uh, Ihsan, all of these things, uh, Islam. These things they don't they don't fall. They don't wane." And that's why Rasulullah sall- sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the most like, singularly profound experience of his nubuwa, the, the, the Isra and miraj It happened when outwardly it seems like things are going the worst. But, uh, uh, but, but Allah Ta'ala was showing the Prophet sallallahu alayhi that things are just fine. Don't worry about it. So the mandate is there. Uh, forming government right now doesn't seem to be within the reach of anyone in this room. That's fine. Allah Ta'ala yukallifu Allahu nafsan illa saaha Allah Ta'ala the khitab is not there for except for those things that, that you're able to do Allah Ta'ala is not going to ask you about those things what you're able to do is make dua ya Allah that you raise inside the ummah you know a, pe- a person and a group of people who are able to who are able to fashion uh, uh, fashion our life in this world in a way that is harmonious with the the, the order of, the, of, of of the heavens uh, and that that's a beautiful thing everyone should love that thing but even if people try their best, it's never going to be 100%. So don't worry about that. Uh, uh, if you're not able to do it, and if you're able to, then what are you waiting for? Uh, but if you're not able to do it, then these things are, these things are the 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 khilafah of the Prophet and they'll never they'll never wane. Their benefit will never go away. And you'll receive, you know, that khilafah is only a result of keeping this one. That the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ should keep being read. That the ayat of the Quran should keep being read and taught, memorized, uh, and that the uh, name of Allah Taala should keep being taken, and that the hearts should be filled with the the, the ahwal uh, and Maqamat and the states and the stations of uh, uh, of of, uh, of Islam that are shown to us through prophecy, and shown to us through the the living example of the. The, the, the mubarak silsula of this jama'ah that connects us to the Prophet wasallam that that's the actual khilafah. And the people who understood that were able to salvage the broken pieces of the state when it was shattered before in the past. And it's, there's been many times that, that Islam, Islam has been politically very, very highly, highly unfunctional, dysfunctional. But the people who understood that, they, they understood the map by which you can make it work again. And for the rest of us whose iman is in the dunya, then khalas, mashallah, we have a hijabi sister in the Congress, so go celebrate. I don't have a problem with her. You know, I mean, some things she says I don't agree with. Most of the st- stuff that she says I'm actually excited about, and I, I pray for her, Allah Ta'ala, protect her and give her, uh, give her tawfiq, and protect her from her enemies and from those people who wish to intimidate and scare people who speak the truth. But, uh, 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 you know, that's not, despite being a supporter that's not That's not how this thing is going to get fixed. This thing is going to get fixed by people imbibing uh, uh, the anwar of la ilaha illallah muhammadur rasulullah inside of their hearts, imbibing this ilm inside of their hearts, and uh, imbibing, imbibing the zikr inside of their hearts to the point where it becomes more beloved to them than their own choices for themselves to the point where people would rather go and see the house of Allah Ta'ala than buy Tesla, to the point where people would rather uh, have, uh, you know, masajid and khanqas and durus and khatam of Bukhari rather than talking about stocks and TV shows and all this other stuff. Uh, and this is our small and very, very weak attempt to participate in that. And we ask Allah Ta'ala to accept and give tawfiq. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the, 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 the services of all of the... You know, the Khulafa Rashidun, their state fell apart, but the Sahaba, their services are still, were benefiting from them. Not because of the pol- political state, but because of the deen that they left behind. Said, now, Umar ibn Abdul Aziz, he reigned for like two years, and in those two years, look at all the things that he did. You know, the, the tadween of the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu the entire project started from that time until this time. Uh, Abu Hanifa was actually the, mashallah, Islamic government actually killed him. They, they, they put him in, in, in a well, in solitary, and he wasn't dying. Rather, he still kept teaching dars from the bottom of the well. You imagine a person is in solitary for all that amount of time. Most of us will lose our mind. I mean, for I will be honest with you. You know, I'm not trying to, you know, show like you know how Sufi I am. Like little setbacks happen. I get I get really upset, and you know, people get really upset. Little setbacks happen. They get really upset. Just today, we were get, getting off the plane from Detroit. And uh, there were two, like, elderly Arab uh, uh, ladies who were, uh, you know, they had, like, a connecting flight with Royal Jordanian, so they're sitting on their wheelchairs, and two, like, grown men, you know, get out of the way, get out of the way, they're yelling and screaming, so I was was, like, what's wrong with you people, these are old women, who are trying to sit in a wheelchair, like, you know, what's wrong with you guys, and then they looked at me, and I had my, like, Masha Samarkandi, like, hip-hop purple jacket on, and they're like, I don't want to deal with this And so they just kept going But the idea is Like I said Sometimes some, something so small That's an impediment It frustrates the, the mind Out of a person It happens with pious people as well um, So imagine that Abu Hanifa rahimahullah ta'ala, Who narrates hadith Directly from the Sahaba anhum, and uh, Who is the Imam And you know He's in solitary Instead of losing his mind What does he do? He finds a way to keep teaching dars why? Because there are people who understood the celestial order, the, the order that Allah Ta'ala has set from the Mala'ul Allah all the way down to the Farsh. They understood it, he understood his place in it. It has nothing to do with like, you know, like outward stuff. But like that, as long as he's still giving dars, he's like, he's king. As long as he's giving dars, he's still Sultan. He's the Khalifa of Allah Ta'ala in a way that Banu Abbas and Banu Umayya, you know, they could fight each other to the death and they'll never be able to understand it. And so he's just, he's not dying. So they finally poisoned him Right? So tell me something that like uh, uh, Those people like if, it, if they gave up or if they thought that You know, the person who's on the seat Is going to like make all that much of a difference um, Then what would what would you, We have had uh, So, you know, don't worry about any of that stuff Don't worry about those things Allah, Allah will create a, pe- a people To deal with that And Allah will create a people to do this. And if we have tawfiq from Allah Ta'ala, we'll have a people who do both of them. And that's very rare in any age. And the only people, illa sa'a, the person who loves it and wants it, Allah will give it to them generally. But, uh, uh, you know, don't be don't be so deluded to think that, that, that one is contingent, that, that both of them are equal in, in, in their importance. One is contingent on the other. That's contingent on this, what we have in front of us, the books that we have open up, up in front of us. This is the Khilafat of the Prophet Sallallahu that his hadith should keep being read. And so, uh, you know, a person of understanding should go home sleep sleep well at night, inshallah. And their concern and worry should be for these things. It's impossible that people uh, stop, that they start taking the name of Allah Ta'ala and that it doesn't affect them. That they start praying and it doesn't affect them. They start, they start reading the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu uh, and it doesn't affect them. Rather, it's a great aid for people uh, uh, and you know, even if we have one-off type people who are like doing zikr and reading hadith and reading Quran, and they're kind of like messed up, whacked up people, uh, um, that's the exception. That's not the rule. The rule is that this thing doesn't touch people, except for it makes them better. And so, you know, what happens is we have an entire ummah full of people of kids delinquent, and he's about to go to jail, and he doesn't study, he doesn't read anything. The last thing they do is they send them to, they send them to madrasa. That's not a new thing, by the way. This has been happening for centuries. It's not the only set of people who go to madrasa, but it is a contingent of people that are there. There are people in, in all the madaris everywhere, in the East and in the West. The only reason they're there is like they, they killed someone or they robbed someone or they're, the cops are looking for them. And so they know that madrasa is a good place to lie low because the police are not going to look for you in the rows of like students you know, uh, uh, memorizing al you hazab know, or whatever. Even those people from the barakah of the Quran, even those people from the barakah of the hadith of the Prophet, وسلم, even those people by the barakah of the Zikr of Allah Ta'ala, one day it will come like a sledgehammer down and it will break the stone of their hearts into pieces and it will overwhelm them, and those people also become Ahlullah. But the issue is what? An Nasuk al maadin, right? If that's what it will do for those people then the prophet sallallahu said hadith of sahih bukhari that the prophet said that the people are like are like uh, like metal like different metals have different qualities they have different qualities and the ones of you who are the best in jahiliya will be the best in islam so if our criminals and delinquents this is what this uh, uh, kitab of allah ta'ala and the sunnah of the prophet does to them this is what the zikr of allah ta'ala does to them and then imagine what it will do to wonderful people like you guys who get good sat scores and like you know get whatever good driver discounts for your car insurance and like uh, uh, you know, all this other wonderful things about you guys. Uh, imagine what it'll do for, for, for people like you. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give all of us so much tawfiq. Go ahead, inshaAllah. Bismillah.
1: Bismillah <laughs> ar rahim Baab hathi ala salat al-Witri wa bayanu anahu sunnatun mu'akkadatun wa bayanu And Ali radiallahu wa'anhu qal, Al-Witru laysa bihatmin ka salat al maktuba. Walakin sanna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, قَالْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ وَتْرٌ يُحِبُّ
0: الْوِتْرَ So Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu, it's narrated from him that uh, uh, um, that the, the witter is لَيْسَ بِحَتَمْ حَتَمْ means what? Hatam means like حَتَمَ uh, Yahtimu means like So hatam here is the is the mafro uh, uh, Sorry, sorry. The master in the meaning of the mufrud bihi, so hatam like hatam maqdia. They're basically mean very similar things, right? Uh, and so hatam here it means it's not like decisive, it's not decisive. And this is something that Khair will we'll will we'll get to it. So he says that it's not it's not decisive, and and uh, the reason that noo irahimulatallah brings it here when you look at the. Uh, uh, when you look at the chapter title There's a chapter regarding the encouragement Toward the Salat al And the explanation that it's, a, it's a emphasized Rigorously emphasized Sunnah And the explanation, the details regarding The time in which it should be prayed um, as it, It's as if Na'wi is saying "lesa bihatam" is like a proof that it's not wajib So uh, before mashallah uh, 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 The Hanafi students of knowledge have a heart attack uh, and before you wonder now, oh great, this is on recording will Sheikh Amin like uh, expel me from al Qasim for reading this um, What does what is the context of Hatam here? Allahu A'lam, if you want to interpret texts you have to accept that there are different Possibilities of interpretation. Hatam means that it's not something mujma' that there are Sahaba whose opinions were that it's wajib, and there were amongst them those whose opinions were that it's not. So the context of hatam here is what is the uh, 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 the context of hatam here is like an apida sense that you know there's not just one goal uh, regarding it. Now, uh, obviously the the shafis are going to interpret it differently because uh, that's according to their methodology and according to their usul. Um, but then again, the Qul of Sayyidina Ali who is not a hujja in their madhhab uh, 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 to my knowledge, and you know, I may be wrong you can go ask Sheikh Musa Ferber or uh, Mufti Taha Karan or one of the our Shafi'i scholars Shafi'i Ulama or uh, Sheikh Ali or Moana Yaqub Abdurrahman in, in Salam or whatever, you can ask them about it but... Um, so this wouldn't... It doesn't seem to me, at least according to the very cursory knowledge of the Shafi'i school I have, this wouldn't be a proof for them. But he says, Like the five daily prayers. The five daily prayers are far... Whoever doesn't believe it has like left Islam because they denied something necessarily known about Islam. This is not... It's not set like that. That's set. Hattam, right? I read the entire entry, mashallah, in Lisan al-Arab uh, of Hattam. One of the meanings of it is black. So, uh, 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 like, hatim, one of the meanings of it is, like, a crow. And the reason that black is hatim also is because it's, like, it doesn't, there's no ambiguity in it. Right? You know how, like, it's not black and white. Black is, like, completely, like, solid, like, like it's, there's no ambiguity in it uh, whatsoever. So, as an extens- ext- extension of that, like, hatim, one of the meanings of it is, like, a crow as well. Uh, because, it's, because it's jet black, it's solid. Uh, uh uh he says well can send rather the Rasool, وسلم, he he uh he made it a sunnah and he said indeed Allah ta'ala is 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 an odd number Witter, the word witter one of the meanings of witter is an odd number uh, so one is an odd number you heb withra and he loves the things in odd numbers this is why Generally, things that have to do with the, the sunnah there usually come in odd numbers. Uh, um, so the part that's narrated from the Prophet ﷺ in this in this author, doesn't seem to indicate anything regarding hukm of witr either. Rather, the Prophet ﷺ said, "What? Witr is one. Sorry, Allah is witr, and He loves the things that are witr. So pray the witr prayer, O people of Quran." So again, if you look in the, Ibn, uh, Ibn Allaan's commentary, he's a Shafi'i. He says, well, look, see, the Ahlul Quran is not the entire Ummah, right? Is every, not, not everyone in this room is a Hafiz, although Chicago, maybe I'm the only one who's not a Hafiz here, me and Humayun. But, uh, mashallah, everybody is, uh, you know, not everybody is a Hafiz, so they're like, oh, see, not everyone has to read it. Rather, it's a sign of your Tadayyun. It's a sign of your, your uh, uh, Deendari and your, your, your religiosity, on the flip side one could understand it the other way around, around as well because the Quran is for everybody everybody reads some part of the Quran everybody has to read the Fatiha for their prayers uh unless they're going to pray every single salat in jamaah and even then for the Shafiis they still have to read from the from the Fatiha in order for their prayer to be valid so i i, I don't know i don't le- i don't know legally that this is that clear of hujah either way uh, uh but it definitely can be interpreted and was interpreted that way so you know whatever your uh, you know, meaning appeals to you if you want to be from the Ahlul Quran it's a good thing, everyone should want to the point is everyone should pray with her and so there are many Sahaba uh, who would refuse to out and say that it's, it's actually like a, 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 an obligation because of a certain ambiguity uh, uh, and certain, a certain reluctance that they had in saying something was uh, wajib without uh, an unambiguous proof but it was one of those things amongst the sahaba radiallahu whom practically none of them used to abandon it they never used to, they thought that the abandoning if a person is like abandoning even with her that this is like really a bad thing so the maliki school it's also considered sunnah akada however yeah uh, ibn abi zayd he actually used the word wajib for it several times in the in the in the risala uh, as if as if he's uh, as if he also is cognizant of the uh, he's cognizant of the 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 idea that it's in between, uh, uh, what's wajib and what's, what's not wajib. And uh, uh, although the, the Maliki scholars later will explicitly say that it's not wajib, but Ibn Abi Zayd is like the Malik Saghir, the fact that he would speak of it or use the word wajib or sunnah wajibah for it uh, is itself a, uh, you know, it's a sign that it's like muakkadah unlike the other uh, sunan, And uh, even according to the Maliki uh, uh, scholars, uh, from the Sunan Muakkada, it is the one that has the most emphasis, more so than Salat eid more so than the, the the eclipse prayer, more so than the drought prayer, etc.
1: Bismillah. Bismillah. <laughs>
0: So uh Sayyidina Aisha Allah ta'ala anha narrates uh, and it's important uh, to know that her narration carries weight because the Prophet sallallahu spent most of the nights uh, uh, with you know at home not outside of the house uh, uh, that she said that Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam would pray the Witter prayer every night sometimes you would pray it in the beginning of the night sometimes you would pray it in the middle of the night sometimes you would pray it at the end of the night but the last the, 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 the last time in which it could be prayed uh, uh, is, 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 is the late part of the night before the morning. So as long as you do it before the crack of dawn, that's the time for the witr prayer. Go on.
1: <laughs> so,
0: so Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with both of them. He said that make the last of your prayer in the night time uh, uh witr the 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 witr prayer and uh uh um. this is a recommendation like always there are people so oh, I prayed my witr can I pray something else afterward or whatever it's makru to like intend to pray your witr first and then to pray something else afterward but if it's one of those things like I don't know if I'm going to get a chance to pray again or not then when you're done praying whatever you pray after salat isha then let the last part of it be the witr and then afterward if you want to pray again that's fine but the the idea is that, that you, you don't intend if you make a solid plan that you don't intend praying uh, on praying anything else before it go ahead Yeah,
1: Sayyidina Abdul sa'id al-khudri
0: radiyallahu anhu anna nabiyyan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qala awtiru qabla an tusbihu rawahu muslim ya said ibn abdul said al-khudri radiyallahu ta'ala narrates that the messenger of allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said pray your witter before uh, uh before the the subh rises before the crack of dawn Go
1: ahead. So uh said Aisha radhiyallahu ta'ala anha narrates that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa
0: Used to pray uh uh his his tahajjud at the night time. Wahim uh, mu'a tadilatum baina yadehi, ey bainahua bainam kiblati, bakriya eymin salatihi so, uh 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 al laylata uh witru e salatuhu e kadha uh 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 fatawabba'at uh so uh Sayyid Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha uh um she uh, uh, narrates that the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam nabiya Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam He used to pray his Tahajjud prayer uh, And it was uh, in front of him Between him and, and the Qibla um, So when, uh, uh, when there was nothing but the Witter uh, was left uh, uh uh he would wake her up and she would pray the with her prayer he would wake her up and she would pray the with her prayer go ahead well here is not the salat i'm sorry to say the aisha anha and it shows the i, I apologize uh, it shows the how small sh- the the hudra was that she would be she would be sometimes uh uh, uh sleeping between him and the qibla and uh, 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 when he, it was time for him to pray, the with her prayer he would wake her up, and then she would make wudu and she would pray. Go
1: on. Well, I, I apologize.
0: I did the. I had to do the mutala on the plane today. I couldn't because I was out of town, so I had to come here. So sometimes it's not as fresh in the mind as when you come early and you just sit in the same place and read. Go on. And on top of that, I'm sorry to cut you off again. On top of that, even when I do the mutalaq properly, there are a lot of things that are mistakes. And oftentimes people who are listening or people who are present will look up the mistakes and send them to me afterward. And I appreciate that. And I try as best as I can to make the corrections in the in the next dars as well. <laughs> Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Umar Allah ta'ala anhu narrates that the Prophet sallallahu wa said, uh, um, "Beat the 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 beat the beat the the the, the break of the morning by with your witr, meaning do your witr before the the dawn breaks." Go on.
1: Sallallahu وَمَنْ أَنْ يَقُومَ آخِرَهُ فَلْيُوتِرْ آخِرَ اللَّيْلِ فَإِنَّ صَلَاتَ آخِرِ اللَّيْلِ وَذَٰلِكَ أَفْضَلُ رَوَاهُ
0: Sayyidina Jabir ibn Abdullah رضي الله تعالى عنهما الله Rasul وسلم said whoever of you fears that they won't be able to wake up in the last part of the night يعني they won't be able to wake up for their tahajjud let them pray in the beginning their witr in the beginning part of the night Meaning just pray them with your Sunnahs after you're done after you're done with your isha. And whoever has desire to wake up uh, in the last part of the night, then let him say pray his witr in the last part of the night. And then the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi mentions why. Uh, he says, Because مَشْهُودَةٌ وَذَلَكَ He says, Because the the, the, the the Salat in the last part of the night is mashuda, meaning it's witnessed and so the idea is what is that in the last third of the night um, the angels allah ta'ala has special angels that come down it's not only on laylat Qadr although it's more intense on that, on that night, but it's not only on Laylatul Qadr in the last third of days, the third, third of the night, there are angels that come down and there's a special, uh, a, a special, you know, fuyud uh, ilahiyya, divine, uh, uh, um, outpouring of the divine grace that happens at that time. Meaning you make dua anytime, Allah will hear it and he'll listen. But if you make dua at that time, the acceptance will be more and the benefit will be more and the effect will be more and the uh, w- w- uh, al- nafahat i'm sorry the the, 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 the cool winds uh, that that are that come from the divine in the nafahat rabbania uh, uh, sorry the uh, the fu'ul uh, that the the, the the godly and the uh, divine and spiritual uh, uh, outpouring of grace that happens at that time uh, and so it's a time that you're going to Want to be awake And this is again This is why it's a sunnah To go to sleep right after, right after Isha um, And uh, uh, there are places in the world Where societies are built like this In order for people to The civilization They take it as a, a priority that, uh, that they should go, go to sleep Right after Isha In order to be able to wake up at that time Otherwise if you don't, if you stay up half the night, if you stay up till midnight, then you're gonna kill yourself because you're not gonna get enough sleep or you're gonna sleep through the day. And ignoring your, your, your obligations in the day are uh is uh you know, that's not also not a good thing. That's also not part of Deen. This is a sign your Deen is in imbalance. So the only practical way of doing it is to pray a shah at his time and then go straight to sleep. Uh, that's why it's makrur to talk to other people. Um, as a fiqh hukum, and people are like, ah, makruh, big deal, it's not a sin, so what? And these will blow through it. There's a there's a, there's a a hikmah in it for you. There's a benefit in, 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 in avoiding the things that are makruh and doing those things that are sunnah. And uh, mashallah, Shaykh Hashim, who comes, he has programs sometimes at Dar es Salaam and other places. And uh, he uh, 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 is mashallah, accepted Islam in the 70s. And he, he has a very uh, interesting... Life that Allah Ta'ala has given him. And he's a very spiritual person. And he's a person who took all of these things. He, you know, he saw the old mashaykh and he took these things. And he seems to have uh, uh, enacted them in his life. And Allah Ta'ala knows best you know, of people's secret. But we have, we, you know, we have a good opinion of him. And we've seen him and spent enough time with him to, to feel like you know he's for real. This is one of the things that a lot of the people notice from him. Which is what his deen is. His deen is like something he doesn't apologize to people for. And nowadays, uh, people think this is like bad akhlaq or bad adab or whatever. Because, you know, you should be you should be like, you know, the greeter at Walmart with regards to your deen. Uh, well, the greeter at Walmart doesn't make a whole lot of money, nor are they considered super important in society. And although there are people, and just because they're humans, uh, we know that they're people of worth. But nobody would want to marry their daughter to the greeter at Walmart or their son to the greeter at Walmart. Uh, 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 if, if, if things were ideal uh, 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 you know, Then why is it that We should cheapen our deen like that uh, Again, this is not a pachat at them Those people, Allah Ta help them And uh, whatever they're doing The point is, uh, the point is nobody would w- want life to be like that And then life happens the way it does And we deal with it And Allah's choice for us is better than our choice for ourselves But that doesn't mean that we stop choosing what's best So What, what happens with him Wherever he goes Oh Shaykh, come to my house for dinner. Oh, we have this dawah. We have this gathering. We have this talk. We have this bayan. A hundred people will be there. A thousand people will be there. Ten thousand people will be there, etc., etc. This person wants to talk to you. That person, they're going through a crisis. Anything, all kind of weird things people throw at him. And you know what he says to them? He said, "I have an app- I'm sorry, I can't come. I have an appointment." What's the appointment? The appointment was with the wa Ta'ala, and he takes it seriously. And he just doesn't care. Why would you care? Right? If Donald Trump asked you to that that, that I want to meet you in order to award some whatever uh, you know, we're gonna fund Ribat, you know, uh, uh, for the next twenty years, be, there, be be here at like, you know, whatever time of day or night, you bet I'd be there. You bet I'd be there. I would I would read the fatah and blow it on his whatever the orange thing on his head is. For my own protection and the protection of like the Alamine from whatever is in that thing, I'd be there. And he's like pathetic guy, Meskin. He's Meskin guy. You can see his maskana like it's just like so, ajib level of maskana. Like once he's out of office, how depressing it's going to be for him. How depressing it is for him right now. Who Michael Cohen is like his like is like closest confidant said that he never expected to win. Now he's really flustered that he actually won the presidency or whatever, right? So and that's for someone like that. So, the one who, imagine they have the, the, they keep the appointment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that's like a Nabawi thing, right? Like the the, miqat of Allah ta'ala, that's like, that's the description of Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam in the Quran. That's like, that's like that's like uh that's like that's like that's like a, from the akhlaq nabawiya mashallah there are people like that i mean he's not it's not like you invented it or anything right there are people you see people we've seen people who are like that that are very very uh and very strict in their uqat and in their adkar and you know when they say them and how they say them etc cetera, etc cetera. and like those people you can see there's something that they have that other people don't have and if you want to skip out on it then you know good for you you know tell me how it works out uh, uh write me a postcard from wherever you end up it's fine you know what i mean but this deen is not going to work that work of the khilafa is not going to happen until we have like an army of people who are reading tahajjud every night uh, and how important did they take it he said allah ta'ala anhu it's his one of his commands to or his instructions to his commanders in the field was that the night before battle if anyone's not reading tahajjud then they're not or not reading quran or making zikr or making dua or something like that he says expel them from your ranks because one of those people are going to be the ones that end up being the reason we fail. And those are all the people we've invested our hope in now. And that's kind of sad. Uh, Allah Ta'ala forgive all of us. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. So this is one of the things, uh, especially for those of you who have a, an ability to keep a regular schedule, just do it. It's the Rabb tabarak wa ta'ala who's more important than, than Allah Ta'ala. Whose mulaqat and meeting is more important than Allah Ta'ala. All of our... all of You know, I did this I was Imam in Rockford, um, the youth, they came for quote unquote i'tikaf. So the first night, they're, you know, 80% of them are playing basketball and watching movies in like the Islamic school classrooms or whatever. So I gathered all of them together. I go, I want you to look at each other. Look to your left, look to the right. I go, I want you to listen very carefully. You're a loser, and your friends on your left and right. I'm not just talking about the guy right next to you, like the entire line, they're all losers. They're not going to do anything for you. They're not gonna help you out when you're down. They're not gonna. They're they're not gonna. You know, they'll they'll leave you in a, in, in an instant when you when you need them. I go and th- even those who are good to you in the dunya, what are they gonna go into the grave with you? I go. This is a chance you have the the, the night off or the week off from school or whatever because they had summer vacation at that point. I said, go. You know, you can do something in this time and make some uh, connection between you and the Rab Ta'ala. Uh, that will save you when you enter into your grave. It will save you on the Yom al-Qiyamah and good things will happen from it So I go if you're gonna play ball and like watch movies and stuff like that. I'm just gonna kick you out of the masjid and if you're but if you, you want to stay also like you can do a lot of good with it and uh, Strange strange it's funny because a lot of people when they hear of stories like that They're like oh look this guy's driving people away from the deen. Guess what all those kids mashallah had a very spiritual off mashallah um, and they would horse around and play and whatever. I get that, like, you know, they're kids. It's not like I'm 100% on task all the time, uh, um, but like every 15 minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, you tell them, uh, 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 you know, you tell them, okay, now I want, you know, pick one random person from them. I want you to lead four raka'as. And, you know, if they did hifs, they'll read something longer. And if they don't, they did... wa who, tab. Who amongst us is praying four raka'as of tahajjud every night? You know, there are some, uh, but, but, but not, a, not a lot of people. So, uh, you know, that's something that that's something that that you, you know, it's not just for the, you know, whatever Rockford Ikra school kids. It's for all of us, all of our friends, all of our things, the things that we sacrifice this this time for and these things for they're all losers they're not going to do anything for you nobody's going to do anything for you nobody cares this if there was ever a time where people used to have some wafa for one another it's gone now everyone will abandon one another at the first opportunity if you don't people consider you to be stupid nowadays so if you're mashallah at home you have a regular schedule you don't travel you don't have like weird shifts swinging around from here to there you know if you're like for example a mother who is uh, uh, you, know, who, you know Has a set schedule You take the kids to school At a certain time You pick them up At a certain time so All these things can be All these things can be planned out And you need to take advantage Of, of this stuff uh, uh, You know If you're able to Why? Because the Prophet ﷺ said مَشْهُودَةٌ the, أَفْضَلُ the, 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 the prayer at the last time Even the angels of Allah sends them To bear witness What are they witnessing? It's not your namaz that's the important thing that's happening at that time. It's not your salat that's the important thing that's happening at that time. Right? Who cares about your salat and my salat? What's the, what's the thing that they're, bear witnessing, they're bearing witness to? Is what? It's the nafahat uh, ilahiyya and the fuyul rabbaniya that are coming down on you. That's the thing that the angels say to each other. Uh, like, come, this is the thing we were looking for. It's happening right now. Come bear witness to it. It's a it's a it's like a a, a sight to be witnessed. It's a, a, a matter of awe and it's something to see. So if that passes over one of you, uh, you know that's that's like a good thing, mashallah. Uh, uh, please make dua for me as well, and make dua for each other as well that we we have tawfiq for that. If you have people like that, that's what the 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 khilafa in which you know you have like four-hour zikr ceremonies where people are, you know, like there's like the shams on top of the dome and you know like your, all that good stuff happens. What on the On the backs of this Right That the mandate is first That you should That Allah gave you the khilafat Now do something with it This is the first thing That you do with it And with it I'm not saying If you're not doing this Then you don't do the other things That they happen together It's organic process But like You know Mm -hmm. Like a baby grows You're not gonna be like uh, Oh I'm gonna grow one arm first And then the second arm That would be like freakish And the, the baby would die Even if it tried Growing that way it all grows together But at the same time You know there's a difference Like fingers are important Everybody loves fingers Say alhamdulillah You have the fingers that you have. Even if someone lost them At least alhamdulillah The ones that you have if Someone has no fingers Say alhamdulillah At least had fingers at one time And if you don't, it never had fingers Then say I'm going to make sabr With this like tragedy And Allah will give me something in the akhirah for it It's good right But no one's going to say That the finger is more important Than your heart I'd, You know Or the, your, your, your liver Or whatever All of it is important but some of it's more important than, than others uh, and nobody, there's nobody I've never seen anyone get up and give a ban about like, oh look at the like not in this side at least uh, look at what's happened, the catastrophe that's happened to the ummah, that nobody reads the hajjah anymore uh, in my block uh, whereas everyone's gonna bang on about oh there's no more Khilafa Khilafa's there you're already khalifa, you're already khalifa all of you khalifa, go <laughs> You say you say Sheikh Hamza gave me khilafa on on whatever on on the night of the third Sunday the night of the third of uh, uh, of March. Yeah, khilafa. Go go tell everybody la ilaha illallah. Go. I give you. This is my ijaza. I give it to you. I'll sign the paper for you. Go do it. Right. You have the mandate now. Go do it. Right. So this is this is also part of that khilafa. Nobody laments the collapse of this part. Um, and I'm not saying like oh do this and don't do that until this is done or whatever. I'm not saying that. Right. They're not. They don't. They they work synergistically with one another. They don't. It's not like you know one is going to pull you away from the other. Whoever claims that they're, they're you know you have to do a one or the other, or whoever makes uh, discord between the two, you know this person is not carrying the message of the Prophet sallallahu because all of them used to do all of it at the same time. And there's no there's no like hadith ya Rasulullah. You know I want to uh, you know do x y and z uh, like do jihad fi sabihaillah and. You know uh, Defend Islam And You know Make the world a better place But like The Hajjud is really like Grating on me A lot There's There's no Hadith like that Is there The ones who can do it Did it The ones who couldn't When they couldn't They didn't do it Most of them did both At the same time Nobody complained like Oh one thing is grating on the other that there's some sort of discord between them that like you know the Fuqaha and the sufis are ready to beat each other up and the uh, you know the general public is like what's going on dude it's not how that's not how if if you, that's happening you know something's gone wrong in the in the mix yeah. so bismillah
1: dabbi Bismillah. wa wa an abi sallallahu sallam so this
0: chapter regarding the virtue of the Duha, which is the morning prayer uh, 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 and the explanation of what the minimum is for it what the maximum is it for it what is like a medium performance of it and uh, uh, um, encouragement to, to uh, uh, pray it regularly. So we narrate from Sayyidina Abu Huraira تعالى, عنه, who said, My Khalil sallam he gave me the following bequest and advice. Khalil means what? khalla means to mix. So the Khalil is the one whose love has mixed in your heart to the point where the, the two cannot be separated anymore. Uh, and so what does that mean about the maqam of Sayyidina Ibrahim, alayhi salam, Ibrahim Khalila? What does that mean about his maqam uh, alayhi salatu There's actually an, an, an objection that the Mu'tazila had when you read an Aqidah. they say we can't really say that he's Allah's Khalil, because what does that mean, you know? And we say, uh, you you know, stop being a hater. If Allah Ta'ala said it, then we accept it. But it's that's what that's what that's what Khalil means. So I, I I actually before I looked it up I I mistakenly thought the Khalil is the person who you keep, you mix with their company. No, it's the Khalil is the one whose muhabba is mixed in your heart until you cannot separate from one, one from the other. So he said, my Khalil, sallallahu wa sallam, He said to me, he gave me the advice, the request, to fast every, three days every every month, to fast three days every month, which is again, it's like it's actually the out of the three Sunnah prescriptions of fasting, it's the least of them. Uh, the middle, mid middle one being right Mondays and Thursdays, and then the maximum being every other day. Uh, see so that he he gave me the, the, the bequest that I should fast uh, uh, three days every month, uh, uh, um, uh, and that I should pray at least two rak'ahs in duha, meaning after the sun rises off of the horizon. The duha is 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 is, is the, the morning after the sun has risen. Uh, and that I should that I should pray my witr before before I go to sleep in case he didn't wake up so this is p- specific instructions for him anhu uh, 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 and all three of them are uh, all three of them are minimum performances right the uh, minimum sunnah fasting is 3 days a month and the minimum sat al-duha is what is uh, uh, um, 2 Two rak'ahs, and then he'll mention the other narrations for more than that. And the the minimum for winter is that you should at least pray it before you go to sleep. The best is to pray it at the end of the night. Wake up again and pray it uh, at the end of the night. And uh, um, all three are the minimum. And one of the reasons for that is what that Sayyidina Abu Hurairah, radiAllahu ta'ala Anhu, is one of the students of knowledge. He was one of the ashab as-sufa, and then afterward, his life is engaged uh, in in what in in teaching and learning. And so the point uh, is that perhaps uh, that engagement was more profitable for him spiritually, but it didn't mean that he should give up. He should give up. Uh, he should give up the ibadat, and Allah Taala knows best. Sallallahu uh,